<laughs> hey guys, welcome back to the Girls Gone Wad podcast. Happy December. Oh my gosh. Thank you for joining the relaunch. It's not so much a relaunch anymore, but after this week, we're going to take a few weeks off just to kind of get our bearings for the holidays and figure out what we want to do for 2022. So for mm. this last episode of 2022, we are with Mom Sandy. And we are going to do a discussion around New Year's resolutions and how we can rethink New Year's resolutions. And then we're going to talk about a gift guide, because who doesn't love a gift guide? Apparently, (laughs) a lot of people love gift guides. I am one of them. If I see a gift guide, I'm going to click on it. So let's start, though, first. Welcome back, Mom Sandy. For listeners who may not be familiar with Mom Sandy, go back to like every episode of Girls Gone Wild podcast because we mentioned her, but she's not our biological mother. She is our CrossFit mother. We met her when we started the podcast eight years ago. And now she, I know (laughs) you just gave me a look like, oh my God, eight years. She's been in our lives very closely ever since. So welcome back, Mom. Hi, just keeping you on straight and narrow. Yeah, thank you so much. You're like super into rowing right now. Is that going to be one of your, your New Year's resolutions? Or did you just kind of... I mean, you've always been into rowing, but you're like on the water now. I'm on the water now. And one of the reasons for doing it, frankly, is because of losing my husband and not having a church or a temple or a whatever, and also not going to CrossFit because my um, my workout partner and I decided last year that we would make our own gym and we have an awesome, awesome, serious gym now. Yeah, And so the idea of having something that would be like we all used to have in the gym or whatever. And so that's been actually really fun. It's something new to learn and uh, a really, really cold and really, really early. <laughs> so I think that's a good jumping off point as far as habits and resolutions go. I know a lot of people start off in the new year thinking like a diet, exercise, hobbies. I like to think of New Year's resolutions as like people thinking that they're just going to all of a sudden be like the person that they really, really want to be, do these huge goals that end up fizzling out. And we're going to talk about why. But when you were telling me about the rowing and how you were actually going on the water rowing and getting up really early, which you normally don't do. Oh, God, no. I was like, oh, my gosh, you were just really killing it with like getting into something new. So... I want you to kind of weave that into what we're going to talk about as far as habits go and resolutions. The reason I thought it would be interesting to talk about it is because I I know a lot of people have probably already read Atomic Habits by James Clear. I have not yet read the book, but (laughs) I can say just from being in the world of psychology and being a therapist, I know a lot about behavioral activation and what it takes for people to create new habits and just do different behaviors. I'm not saying I'm I'm an expert on it, but what I listened to was a two-part series on the Brene Brown Dare to Lead podcast. If you're interested in going to find that, please just look it up on any podcast app. It's great. And everything we talk about today, I'll just out of the gate say I'm going to link it in our show notes. How do you get to the show notes? Just open up this podcast episode wherever you're listening and look at the notes that we wrote, and I will have links in there for you to find whatever you need that we've referenced, or you can go to our website girls gone wad podcast i'll have everything in a link there if you can't like click the links in your show notes so it got me thinking about habits and i thought it was very interesting around how habits take such small baby steps what do you know about habits sandy like what is your experience with changing habits starting new things well, I certainly know that um, a lot of a lot of times we talk about changing habits and in actual fact it, it's it's getting out of a rut sometimes. And so the thing that for me 
I like to think of is that you do have to take those baby steps that you and I had had a conversation earlier this week where when I was in my 20s, there was a New Year's uh, article, a two-page article in the Washington Post that had a calendar and it was a guy named Remar Sutton. And he says, if you just start doing these things every single day that's in this calendar, this two-page calendar in, in the Washington Post, uh, by Thanksgiving, you'll be able to do a triathlon. Uh, there's a Bahamas triathlon and I will host you all at my house. Well, of course, he did not realize that so many people were going to take him up on it. But to his credit, he actually did it. And I started with a girlfriend of mine. And the thing was, was that it started with, think about a bathing suit. Do you have a bike or does somebody you know have a bike? Can, you know, uh, find some shoes, you know, things like that. And it went on like that for a good month. And I think that's part of the thing that when people want to jump into something on New Year's, first of all, you have to set a goal date and then you need to reverse engineer from that goal date, whatever it is that you're going to do, reverse engineer it into baby steps. A lot of the pressure from New Year's resolutions is starting from day one, doing the thing that you want to be type of thing. So New Year's resolution is like, get to the gym. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You (laughs) might not even have workout clothes. You might not even have a gym that you want to go to. You might, you know, all of these steps that kind of just get to that piece beforehand to actually make like set you up for success. So what I am reminded of is the baby steps. I, I almost wonder, because when I think of New Year's, I also like the glamour of it, New Year's mm-hmm. Day. I like the allure of starting over. I think that in and of itself gets really glitzy for me of just being like, oh, it's a brand new year. We're brand new people. And shiny, I think, shiny, shiny. Totally. It's, <laughs> and it's the selling of the thing. Oh, it's a new year and New Year's Eve and... We're letting go of 2021 or whatever year. And I get really sucked into a lot of pressure Mm. on day one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think what I'm hearing you say too from that example is we should completely not have pressure on at all on, on day one. We should say... Well, maybe, and I, and not everyone has to like pick a goal. Like maybe nope. someone doesn't want to do a triathlon or a race or a diet or whatever is kind of the typical stuff. Let's say, for example, I was like, well, maybe I want to run a half marathon next year. Mm-hmm. But I, I think honestly that um, it could even be something that's not physical. You know, let's say that you really, really, really want to get a degree even, or you even want to, you've been listening to Joy talk about Brene Brown and you want to read Brene Brown books. What you need to do is think of uh, January 1st, 2022 as an end point. This is going to sound odd, but just stick with me. The beginning point of it is when you want to get your goal done. And now you reverse engineer back to January 1st. And then what you have to do is have consistency. So what you've done is you've set a date, which is by March 30th, I want to have read a Brene Brown book. And then you say something every day or every week that you can do. And it might start with get a library card or it might start with whatever, but that's, it's the opposite of pushing it forward. In actual fact, you're like pulling back and making January 1st, your quote unquote end of the tail, whereas the head, when you yeah. want your goal, is a date that you've set. Right. And that you are 
just taking little tiny steps towards mm-hmm. it every single day. Like what if, okay, so what if you are someone who wants to get a new job, but you don't have really control over when you get that new job, but maybe you say in 2022, I'm going to put the energy out to look for a new, like maybe it's very, very vague. And you just say, Hey, in 2022, I'm going to look for a new job and I'm going to do my, like, what if you just, some of it, you can't control the outcome. Sure. Except for, I mean, as we all have probably heard, you know, the smart goal idea is, is you, you cannot, you can't just say, I want a new job basically, because it has to be specific, measurable, attainable. And so if instead um, your goal, you're just not going to do it. If you say, if you say, oh, gee, I just want out of this job. I want a new job. Instead, you have to decide well, what would make me that person to have a new job? Do you Is your LinkedIn updated? Do you really know what's out there? Do you know whatever? And so you do set a date in, let's say, September. And by September, you would have interviewed a couple of times. You're not going to get the job. But if you're saying, I absolutely am going to have done two interviews by September or whatever, well, then you back it up. You're like, well, what does that entail? Gee, maybe these days, maybe I need to update my wardrobe or I need to understand how Zoom works or I need to understand my industry better or I need to get a better uh, LinkedIn profile or I need to uh, get a coach or whatever it is. But you don't want to set yourself up for failure. And one of the best ways you can fail is to have something be vague. And so you need to set a goal. So if you say by September 22nd, I am going to have two interviews that I will have done. Might not have gotten the job, but the point is, is that's what you set as your actual specific goal. And that's like what you can control. You can a hundred percent. And the thing is too, that I think is really quite meaningful is if you do want to set a goal that is more around um, a workout type thing, I think that if you have a goal, uh, you and I have talked about Leukemia Society and uh, team and training. And if you want to do a marathon or an Ironman or a hike or you know any of these ski team or anything that they do, if you set a goal for that, they're going to give you a calendar. But then you also have people who are praying for you to finish it that you don't even know because you have to raise money to do team and training. And so that actually means that there are people out there. The power of prayer is a thing. And there are people just praying for you to raise that money for that thing. So you have got people you don't even know praying for you to finish that race. And that is a big, big thing. So if there's something that you can do and be consistent with, but that also has a charitable component to it, there's no joke about that. Well, it also goes into, I could go on a, on a tangent, but I won't. I'm sure listeners have heard us talk about the the four tendencies, the four right. tendencies four. with four tendencies. I always, I always confused it with the four agreements and the, <laughs> and the maybe it's the five tendencies with Gr- uh, Gretchen Rubin. Yeah. But whatever tendencies book she wrote, and it, it really does have so much to do with personality and personality type and the type of person you are in terms of what motivates you? Are you motivated internally, extrinsically? Do outside factors play a role and outside expectations play a role? So if you're someone who are like, who's like, yeah, if I do a team and training event, and I know that I'm accountable to raise money, and I'm accountable to this organization that I'm going to follow through with it. So maybe you need a little bit more of that like oomph behind it. But I, I do like that because that's that's the type of person I am. I am the personality type that's, a, I think it's an obliger where if you give me something to do and you hold me accountable, I'm like, I will not let you down. <laughs> 
but yeah, so I think that that's a really good example. The other thing that I was thinking of in terms of like behavior and how we can kind of think about this is as humans, we do things that benefit us most of the time. Not all the time, but most of the time we do things. Well, let me let me rephrase that. We do things that kind of serve a purpose. So, I mean, if people drink alcohol, really, it's not like great for you, but it serves a purpose of perhaps taking you away from pain, uh, kind of numbs pain and blah, blah, blah. Or people who are, you know, they think they need to cut back on alcohol or they need to cut back on a substance or they need to cut back on eating too much sugar or whatever. I, I mean, I don't want to go like in diet culture speak, but I think that there are so many things that we do behaviorally because we are soothing ourselves in some way, shape, or form. Yes. And I think that's also something to consider when you're doing some type of new habit is you may need to talk to a therapist to be like, hey, I don't want people to set themselves up to be like, well, I need to work out this year. And you guys, I'm just using working out and diet as an example, because that's usually like the number one thing people focus on. (laughs) So I'm just going to call it out. Like, I don't want to gloss over it behaviorally, there's stuff behind reasons why we do what we're doing. So if you say, well, this is the year I really want to start walking more. This is the year I really want to just start eating more vegetables. There's just more stuff kind of underneath the surface of why you're doing what you're doing. Maybe it is numbing out and that is serving a purpose for you. Perhaps you just, maybe the goal is to just talk to somebody about it because You don't want to set yourself up and be like, oh, I'm a disappointment. I'm a failure because Mm. I can't follow through with a resolution or a goal because of actually underlying things that you just need to address because it's just not as simple as like starting a new habit. It's just not that simple. No. So I think I just wanted to call that out because I see it all the time with people, especially in therapy, being like, I just don't know why I can't follow through with blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, there's a lot more underneath that we just need to kind of work through first and foremost. I had a funny conversation with somebody the other day that we were talking about stopping like a bad habit. You know, that phrase that that's like, um, I want to stop like a bad habit or I drop it like a bad habit. I drop it like a bad habit. This was actually Brandon, Claire's husband. And he said, oh yeah, I take something up and then I drop it like a bad habit. And he said, why do we say drop it like a bad habit? Bad habits are really, really hard to drop. Why do we even say that? So, of course, totally. you, know, you know, me, I had to look it up. Right. Why do we say <laughs> that? It turns out that it's not about dropping the bad habit. It's that once you have dropped the bad habit, you won't pick it back up. So that phrase comes from being dropped like a bad habit once the habit is dropped, not the process oh, of dropping the bad habit. Oh, yeah. And When you said habit, it sent me down such a rabbit hole because I was thinking, I just had this conversation about a habit. What do we, why do we say old habits die hard? Well, that's, that's, that's the other phrase is an old habit. So it's an ingrained habit. You're in your rut and it dies hard. That's the flip side of it. They die hard because it's the second you take your mind off of it, you fall back in the rut. So an old habit, one that you've done again and again and again, dies hard it's hard to stop it just wants to stay alive in you i've been i've been thinking of that all wrong my entire life yeah so that's what it means is it is it an old habit will keep itself alive and and for you for Uh you to kill it you want to kill it right and it keeps coming back up james clear and i just again encourage everybody to listen to those episodes if you don't want to read the entire book because i haven't yet but i i'm guessing i will probably get some really good things out of it, but I also know a lot of things around it already. So I'm like, I'm pretty sure I know the gist of his book, but Mm -hmm. he just talks so much about 
we do habits all day, every day that we don't even think about. Absolutely. So that's what he's talking about is like, you're kind of thinking it more in this global global term of like, who do I want to become and reverse mm-hmm. engineering and mm-hmm. kind of looking at the type of response you have to any type of stimulus and behavior and yada, yada, yada. But I, I really like that thought around it is, you know, we can't just all of a sudden pick up and change it right away because it, it dies hard, dies hard. And, yeah, but and we're doing we're doing habits all day every day, like not that's, even thinking about it. That, that's that to James me is Clear's, like, oh my gosh, yeah. That's James Clear's thing is ev- almost everything you do is a habit, and and it didn't right. start out that way. But it could be that you twirl your hair, or it could be that you take your clothes off when you come in the house and change another clothes, or it could be things you don't even think about that you step down the stairs with your left foot every time, or you brush your teeth with your left hand or, you know, whatever. These are all things you learned how to do at some point and didn't do that way. But now you don't even think about them. And that's that, that whole atomic habits then thing talks about Mm -hmm. that, where it's like, you don't even know that everything that you do started out hard or started out being something you didn't do. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and that's his whole point. And sometimes yeah. I remember that was one of the things I think it's in that book where he talks about to look at your habits and make sure they're yours. Because as a kid, you're going to pick up your parents' habits and then it's just what you do. But is that really something that's serving you and it's really yours? Oh my God. I talk about this all the time in therapy with people. Yeah. And it's, it's because I'm like, where did you get that belief? And they're like, well, because my mom always said that. And like, but do you believe that anymore? And they're like, "Mm, nope. (laughs) Well, and that's, that's the old story of, you know, somebody making the, um, making the cake and they always cut the ends off. And so that's how that cake is always made. And, and the daughter asked the mother, why do we, well, that's how we make that cake. And then the mother thinks, hmm. And the mother asked her mother. So the grandmother, why do we make that? And she says, well, because I never had a pan that was big enough. And so I always had to cut the, yes. cut the ends off. Yes. Wait, what? That's Yeah, it's like that's the what? reason why I core an apple the way I core an apple is because I watched my mother do it my entire life. And I do it the exact same way that she does it. Yep. But I mean, it would be like coring an apple a certain way instead of using a corer because, well, we didn't have a corer. So right, right, right. I, I would never use a corer, but like just do it with you know? apple. Yeah, I'm like this tiny, <laughs> and you use a tiny little knife, like a paring knife. It's so funny. Yeah, like... It's so funny. So you think about those things and there's like beauty and tradition and things like that. But I just, when you think about it, it really is kind of funny. Will you talk a little bit about, because I always reference this on the podcast and I think about it all the time. But when I was at the DA's office and I wanted to look for a different job, this is what, eight years ago, maybe? Yeah, it was around eight years ago. Seven years ago. It was was like close to when we met and when we started the podcast. And so I remember talking to you about it and about how we've mentioned this on the show too, around like when it's time to leave. Mm -hmm. And when you're like, you kind of talk yourself into it, because it's like, it's not bad enough. And Mm -hmm. maybe I should just be grateful for what I have. But and I remember you talking, we talk a little bit about the comfortable rut. I, I think that what it comes down to it's also um and you'll hear this phrase as well which is um the devil you know and so what that means is you get afraid of something that's outside of your rut or the devil you know is when you've got an assistant for example who's got a lot of things that you don't like that she does but you do know what she does or you've got somebody who cleans your house 
And they don't really clean your house all that well, but they'd pick up a penny off the ground and they'd put it on the desk. So you know that they're trustworthy. So uh, I don't really want to change them, right? And that's the exact same thing as your comfortable rut, which is you may not be exactly happy there, but you're comfortable and you know your job and you know everybody's name and it doesn't stretch you that much, but you know, so what I'm making, it's, it's good. Other people don't have jobs. You know, people are starving in Africa. I mean, it's that sort of thought, but the point is that you really need to live your best life, not your most comfortable life. And to get out of a comfortable rut, you actually have to be uncomfortable. And then sure, that might turn into its own comfortable rut, but more importantly, usually it's more expansive. And I think that's the thing too, is that it was scary. I mean, when you went from the DA's office, you were going into a, actually a whole new um, industry, you know, yeah. and, and now you've gone into another new industry. And, and that's part of it too, is realizing you can do that. You are malleable. Mm-hmm. You, you, even though you've been in your rut, so you're shaped like your rut. Once you get out of your rut, you actually can expand. Yeah. I remember this also reminds me of a church when I, I went to my high church, I don't know, like 10 years ago, I used to go all the time. It's just kind of like one of those new agey churches. I loved it. It's great. Maybe I should go back. It's really great. Maybe. I just remember one of the lessons that the pastor was talking about was like the chicken in the egg is just Mm. wanting to get out so bad. It's just like, I just went out of here. I just went out of here is like pecking, pecking, pecking to get out and just like has no idea what is outside to grow, but it just really is focused on like, I just want to get out of here. I want to get out of here. I want to get out of here without really realizing like what is on the outside and the world that is existing on the outside. And there's a larger, larger lesson to it that I won't get into. But I just thought that was just a good kind of like when there's just we're looking at what's in front of us. Is that is that why once the once the chicken has gotten out of the egg and sort of shaking itself off and it goes, holy cow, maybe that was a mistake. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, it's so funny where it's just kind of like, get me out of here, get me out of here. But I mean, it's just too like the world, you have no idea how expansive your world can be where the chicken is like, well, I'm just going to get out of this tiny little cocoon. You have no idea all the possibilities that are around you. Because you're just so kind of like solo focused. Anyway, that I really love that. And so I think the Wrapping up this conversation around habits and New Year's resolutions, I'd love to hear from people if they have just baby steps and maybe think about what you, the end goal in 2022, or I I should say your your date, your date of the goal in 2022 of something that maybe you want to just think about and there's no pressure. For me personally, I just want to think about how to be a better person every day. I think that Mm -hmm. that's like something as simple as I can do that. How can I be a better person? Maybe how can I do something for someone else today? That's really just been on my mind a lot. James Clear talks a little bit about like, hey, if you want to start yoga, just take your yoga mat out and then roll it back up like baby, baby, baby step. So that's going to be something on my mind for the next few weeks. But as we roll into 2022, I remember you and I talked about this probably a good five years ago, but one that um, a friend of mine who's a rabbi had talked about was she made a um, a goal on New Year's with her congregation that they would pick up three pieces of trash every day. And I think you and I were at the CrossFit Games in LA and I hadn't done it. And you were like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm picking up my three pieces of trash. And you're like, what are you talking about? I said, I've just made this, I've just made this commitment that I'm going to pick up three pieces of trash 
every single day. That might make me walk a little farther to find another piece of trash or whatever, but that's what I would do. And I'm making the world better every single day by picking up three pieces of trash. It was such an interesting year because I did do it all year. And um, I can't believe how many people would ask me about it too. It was so interesting, but it wasn't that hard, but you have to be consistent. That is something I've loved over the years of just even thinking about picking up trash. I'm like, yeah, I can do that every single day. And that makes you feel good. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know what's something kind of silly? Here's an example of something very small, but it makes me feel good. (laughs) Every morning when I wake up, I look at Facebook birthdays and I wish people happy birthday. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. I mean, it really is. Because I just feel like I love when people do that to me. And I I love when people say happy birthday. So I'm like what you want to receive, give. And it's not out of a, of a selfish reason, but I'm like, oh, I know how that makes me feel. And I want to do that. I want to do that. I want to be more mindful of like the things that I can do to reach out. Or maybe it's sending a card. If you have a card laying around, you're like, I'm just going to send that to somebody. But doing a Facebook happy birthday is so easy to do. Yep. And it means a lot to people. And it does. I, like That's a really good one, actually. That's, or even, that's a great example. Yeah. So that's something I've been doing every morning when I wake up, like as I'm like making coffee, it's just kind of like a let's look at Facebook birthdays. The other thing that I'll do is I'll um, comment on people's like Instagram posts, because that makes yes. me feel good, too. Me too. So I'm trying to be more mindful of when I feel inspired to do it. It's not like I'm fake or just being like, oh, I got to do a comment today. I'm just like, oh, I'm thinking this in my head. I want to mm-hmm. say it out loud more often. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Now let's take a quick break and talk about our favorite sponsors, Ned, the makers of the CBD products. You guys know that I love and talk all the time and rave about the sleep blend, the de-stress blend. They have wonderful CBD products that you can check out. We all have seen the number of CBD products on the market. Please be aware that not every CBD product is made the same. So if you want a very high quality product, go to helloned.com and you can search where they source all of their products. Check out the de-stress blend, check out the sleep blend. And Sandy, you have some friends that are using the mellow, which I think is important to mention because of some people don't want to have a product with CBD in it. Not only my 80 odd year old mother, but also my daughter and now her husband uh, and me, we are all using Mellow. And what it has, uh, when I spoke with the folks at Ned, is it has actual bioavailable magnesium. And the thing with magnesium, sometimes a lot of us take a magnesium supplement or you know whatever to go to sleep. The problem is, is that we all know milk of magnesia makes you, things go right through you. And they have two different kinds of magnesium, as well as GABA. Those things actually all work to get you to sleep without having that magnesium rush issue. And I am shocked at how well it works. I'm shocked. And there's there's two different products. You can have a bag, which has like 30 servings in it. For the same price, you can get the product with 30 little stick servings. And um, it's the exact same price for the exact same amount. So if you want to uh, use a scoop, great. Or if you want to cut the little thing and pour it in, great. It's the same price. I can't say enough about it. We just love the people at Ned. So we have a special offer for the holidays. Our listeners get 20% off Ned products with code JOY. And when you spend more than $150, Ned is throwing in free gifts with every order. Visit helloned.com forward slash joy to get access. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com slash joy to get 20% off plus a free gift. 
with orders over $150. Thank you, Ned, for sponsoring the show and offering our listeners a natural remedy for some of life's most common health issues. All right, so moving on, we have a gift guide. And I'm so excited about this because I, gosh, I love a gift guide. But we, a lot of our, our products that I'll link as well, we have such a talented, talented community. We did a gift guide in our newsletter, which if you're not subscribed to our newsletter, I will also post that link. We don't send a lot of newsletters out, but when we do, they're good ones. So why don't you start with one of your products, Sandy, or one of your suggestions? One suggestion that I have if you have somebody that loves coffee or any, so now there are lots of subscriptions, even fruit related sub- subscriptions. If you have people that live in areas that maybe don't get a lot of fruit or are under snow, which is where my daughter lives, there's a place called Frog Hollow Farms and they will do a subscription box for you. Also for coffee lovers, there's a subscription to Mistobox. And I actually use Mistobox myself because it allows you to tailor in what you liked or didn't like about a certain month's coffee. And then they will give you the next coffee that'll be more Mm -hmm. towards what you like. And so now every single time I get coffee that I just love. Scott, I got Scott Mistobox subscription last year. And I think I got him six months of a subscription. And then he just kept doing it. He he subscribed himself because he loved it so much. So that's Mistobox, M-I-S-T-O box. Uh, I will also plug one of our listeners because they have a local roastery in Colorado. So RockyMountainRoastery.com is also, if you're wanting to support a small business, uh, you can go to RockyMountainRoastery.com. So that's one one way. I You know, I love a subscription, especially for people that are hard to buy for. Yeah. Uh, it's just one of those things that I also, speaking of subscription, and I know Scott doesn't listen to the podcast, so I can say this, <laughs> but this year I got him a subscription to a craft brewery right. subscri- beer subscription. He loves craft brewery breweries. If you know anything about beer and craft breweries, we have a huge craft brewery presence in Colorado. But this one was just something that I believe... <laughs> Let me look it up. Um, It's the Craft Beer Club. The original Mm. Craft Beer Club is the website. Let me also just put a plug in, and I'm going to put a link in our show notes. If you can't link to it on this show notes, please go to our website in this episode because I actually get a few bucks thrown back at me if I if you click on it. So that would just be that would just be nice, you know, a nice way to support us. But it's Rakuten. So if you have not yet used Rakuten. As far as I can see, so far, there's really no downside to it. Very similar to if you use the Target red card where they give you money back if you use their red card, which I don't understand why people don't use that debit card because you're getting money back every single time that you spend money at Target and there's no credit card attached to it. You can just link it to your bank account. Rakuten seems to be the same premise. I can see how they make money, though, because obviously they're driving people to certain websites. And so I'm sure the... The, what's the, word the portal for? that goes... Yeah, I'm sure the get, uh, like advertisers and the P- the stores, the that's retailers... Right. Thank you. That's what I was looking for. The, re- the retailers are probably like, yes, we love this because it's driving people to our site. So far, every single order that I have done, it's just a, it's like a web browser. And you guys, this is not a paid ad. I'm just telling you this because I'm like, I've, I love it. I had my mom hooked on it and it saved me a couple bucks here and there every single time I buy a Christmas present. So again, 
If you want to throw some money back at us, you can just click on the link that we provide. And that's like a direct little um, commission link that we will get some money uh, if you want to use our link. But Rakuten is like a web browser that gives you a couple, I don't know, it's like 1% to 5% to $10 off an entire purchase. Uh, Every time you make a purchase, it just puts it into a PayPal account or a checking account or they'll send you a check. So I think that's really cool. So it's R-A-K-U-T-E-N, Rakuten. I think it's great. So and there's, it's interesting. There's a lot of subscriptions. You can literally just go to DuckDuckGo or, you know, whatever you use for your browser and say subscriptions for presents. And yeah. you would not believe um, how many subscription how boxes many there are. And, yeah. you know, that's, I think that that's something that people also really do love because they're getting something that's new each mm-hmm. time. One thing that I'll mention that's, that is much more of a one-off thing uh live auctioneers.com l-i-v-e-a-u-c-t-i-o-n-e-e-r-s live auctioneers.com is uh and no this is not a paid thing but they are the digital presence for auctions all over the world and uh, so if you happen to know that uh your person you're buying a present for loves uh, maps of Maine or likes teacups or likes sterling silver. Or like people likes... that are collectors, which I think yeah. is the coolest thing. I'm but not a collector, be... but I love people who are collectors. I aspire it could to be, be a collector. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. They have a search box and you can search and see if something's coming up in an auction. You can actually also put a, um, you can put a reminder if there's something that you want to look for. Uh, And also, if you happen to be curious, you can look at past auctions and it'll tell you the prices for things. I certainly know it's not just sort of collectors. It's like I have a girlfriend of mine who has a vacation home and she was looking for her husband. That's why maps came up. She was looking for her husband for a map. And I said, oh, you should check on live auctioneers. Just whatever. It turned out that there was an auction within a month that had a map of their exact part of where they had their cabin. And she was able to get that for him and then get it framed. And he was out of his mind. He just, that was the most amazing thing he'd yeah, ever seen. And it cool. was just easy. So they have baseball bats. They Anything you would see on like the Antiques Roadshow, they have dolls, they have this, they have that. So I will recommend that to people as a gift guide. If you think uh, of somebody that might want a first edition book, that might want something particular like that, or they're that, you know, that they would really appreciate. That's something that's not a bad idea to to just go and take a look at. Yeah, that's a good idea. I'm just such a fan of any type of subscription service. I also think it's a great idea. So I'll use the example that you did of recently buying a Marco Plus subscription. Marco Polo Plus. Marco Polo Plus for one of your friends, I think it was for your daughter. That you and did. you. And me. <laughs> yeah, well, it's funny, because you were like, Hey, I'm I'm buying Marco Polo Plus for Leanne. Do you? It comes with like five additional family member things, and I was just like, oh my gosh, yes, because I use Marco Polo all the time, and the extra features are awesome. And you know, I think they started charging for it two years ago, which was a bummer because it's it's not like super cheap, but it's it's enough to where you're like, ah, do I really need this? So it's definitely something that some people probably wouldn't buy for themselves, but if you got it as a gift, you're like, yes. So Marco Polo Plus subscription for a year is a great idea. If you know someone who really likes a certain app, 
mm-hmm. you know, or an Audible subscription. I love using Audible. So whenever people are like, what can I get you as a gift? I'm like, oh, just put some money on my Audible account or what have you. I think that's a really good idea. So you know, it's of- another, you know, it's another really great paid app. You just made me think of this is there's, there's an app. It's only on the iPhone and it's called Sherpa, Sherpa Tours. And um, they do happen to be a client of mine, but I don't get any money for that. He has come up with virtual tour guides. And so if you are in a place, like let's say you happen to be in uh, New Orleans, you would pull up the the tour guide and the GPS on your phone and she will take you around to wherever you want to go. But you also can do it as and you can do it as an armchair thing. So Mm -hmm. if you want to go to Budapest or you want to go to Prague or you want to go to whatever. Um, that might be a very interesting app for for a friend that you know isn't traveling because of COVID, but they could armchair it with this travel guide. And what he's done is he's gotten the top travel guides all over the world, and they literally take you around on their tours. And he's got an avatar that you know takes you around. If you were actually in that city, your GPS would take you there. So in other words, let's say, oh, meet at this point. Okay, now you're going to keep going and go over there and whatever. And then you're going to see this other thing. And there you are, but you can do it as an armchair. So that might be, again, an interesting app. It's not that expensive. Yeah. But for somebody who hasn't been able to travel because they're afraid of COVID, maybe they'd like to go and check out the hundreds of places that they could go in an armchair. Yeah, I, I think that's really great. It reminds me of Masterclass on kind of a different vein is you and I shared a Masterclass subscription because yep. they were doing like a two for one deal. That's right. And I really like it. So I think yep. if you guys have someone in your life that you can either listen to it or you can watch it. So I wasn't always able to sit and watch it, but I would listen to the lessons and yep. you get to pick and choose. And there's so many people to choose from. So it was great. A masterclass yearly subscription. I guess I think it's like one year, maybe a little They're doing special again. They are. They are. Oh. They're doing it right now. That's so funny. Oh, I should I do it like, again. We should split it again. Cause okay. I didn't, I didn't do, <laughs> I didn't do <laughs> half as many masterclass. I mean, I did, I probably did one a month, but I would like to do more. There's still so, I mean, they have so many good ones. Oh my on gosh. There. Oh my and gosh. it's worth it. This is not something that you can like just get out of a podcast. I mean, they okay. have people that are pros the top of the top. In the top of the top in their field doing like a six part series about could their be, craft could be gardening it could be right. learning how to sing it could be yeah cooking and there's a lot be- of different yes there's a lot of different types of classes i loved the one just because i like hashtag girl bosses i love to listen to the sarah blakely yep. episodes about how she developed Spanx and just how she ran a business it was just i i like that one too so the master class is good yeah, I got the one on the guy who did uh, the book about sleep. And we had read the yes. book about sleep in my in yeah. my book club. And I thought, you know, I'll just listen to the masterclass. Well, I'll be doggone. A lot of the stuff was from the book. But then he talks about other stories that weren't in the book at all. So I was like, oh, because he's talking about how this happened, how these songs came up, how uh, Paul McCartney came up with certain things that that, like, what uh, mother Mary comes to me, you know, where did that come from? And you know, that kind of stuff that wasn't in the book. I was like, wait, what? So that was very exciting. Hopefully that gives you guys some ideas too, about the people in your life. Maybe some of the apps that they use, maybe it's not what we've suggested, but paying attention what they might use and maybe a subscription to something, uh, a plus subscription. If they use, I don't know, Waze might be one is does Waze pay for like a, uh, or do they charge for like a plus or just Waze? Oh. No, because I think once they got 
bought by Google. I don't oh, think that that good. could do. But, I don't know, um, but like you know, something that is even uh, a bonus for yeah. an app they already use that they and it, need to. Pay another for. good one if you're a cook or, or you know somebody who's a cook. The magazine, it's a magazine. It's called Cooks Illustrated. It is. Uh, there's no advertisements in it. It is the people who um, run the Culinary Academy, and they also have a TV show. And I am blanking on it. They run through and make the perfect whatever it is, and then they tell you why. So they talk about the you know different scientific behind it. They also will answer questions about people send in pictures of like what is this gadget? You know what is this thing? And I think it comes out either it comes out once a month or it comes out quarterly. But it's something you can read cover to cover, and a bit like the Wall Street Journal, it's uh, it only has drawings or black and white pictures. But Cooks Illustrated was given to me because I like to cook, and now I've subscribed for oh my goodness, probably fifteen years, and I still go back that's to some really of them. Cool. It's that's a really gr- cool. oh, it's wonderful. So that's another thought. Okay, very good. All right, and then. Let's do a couple more that you love. I just want to give a shout out to our gift guide again that I will post the link in the show notes because that has, let me just run through some of the things that are on our list here because it's so cool to see how talented our community is. So we have custom recipe towels, your recipe on like a tea towel, which is so cool because like if you have like a family recipe and you just want it, you use it all the time, maybe they put it on a tea towel. We have a marketing service. We have local Portland honey and tonics, which like a lot of these things I'm going to buy because I'm like, this looks amazing. It's MickleberryGardens.com. I'm sorry, that name is even amazing. And their products just look so good. Puzzles made from recycled escaboard. I mean, we got cupcakes, cake pops, postpartum support services, massage therapy, uh, vegan candles, handmade jewelry, a local plant shop in Phoenix, but they also have an Etsy shop, handmade hot cocoa bombs, a local bakery in Northern Colorado, personal chef services in Denver, non-toxic soaps, leggings for bodies that birth, natural landscape paintings, bow ties for dogs with That's matching right. with matching masks, a children's book, Handmade hat supporting an autism and United States Marine Corps family of quadruplets. Hold on, I gotta just give you this website right now. It is No Label Knits. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. I'm just pulling up their Instagram right now. No Label Knits on Instagram. No underscore label underscore knits. You can follow them and look at their pricing and hats and styles. They look like those cute little pom pom hats. So that's supporting a great company and then family, really a family right and i you know the, the the thing that it makes me think of too is gifts that give back and so Agreed. i will often i will often google gift gifts that give back look at things that may be a good match for the person i'm buying for so i i'm not going to go through an entire list with that i know one of them is also um love your melon hats huh. I love love your melon hats. I'll, I'll give you another quickie because I know you're almost done with your list. I remember this list. <laughs> There's Annie's Kit Clubs is a company that basically will teach you how to crochet or knit. And I started with them uh, when my husband was sick, but they now have an Annie's Kit Club that is just for charitable charitable stuff. And every month they send you a charity 
and they have a video and they send you the yarn. They send you, whether you're going to knit or crochet, they send you all the stuff that you need and you make those things and then you send them off to the charity. And so I've done it now for four months. We made hats. That, that's what remind me of that. We made scarves for GIs. We made this like a little vest pocket thing for, uh, we made blankets for preemies of the super, super soft, soft, soft stuff. We're going to make... Um, little octopus animals, because again, preemies like to pull on the legs and stuff. And so you're learning how to crochet. They have an amazing video. I don't learn that well from like the recipe part, but I watched the girl make this stuff. It's really, really good. I'm left-handed. They have both left and right-handed. And then you send it off. And so you've learned how to do something and it's not in your house. You've sent this stuff off. That's and- so great. Oh my gosh, you get these letters back. This one company, Operation Gratitude, they they call you on the phone and they're like, we just wanted to let you know, we've sent your stuff off to uh, Wisconsin and to this hospital here and blah, blah, blah. Thank you so much, whatever. Oh my gosh, there's nothing bad about that. So if you happen to want to learn how to crochet or knit, Annie's Kit Clubs has one where certainly you can learn how to make an Afghan, you learn a lot of things, but the charitable club will send you the yarn, will send you the needles, will send you everything, and they'll tell you how to make it and they tell you where to send it and you send it off. There you go. Okay. That's that is great. I can't wait for people to check that one out. That sounds like it just the gift that keeps on giving, really. <laughs> yep. And you're learning. Uh, yeah. And you're learning something. So gifts to give back. I'm going to do two really quick ones because I was like, oh, these are really kind of hot on my list right now. And there are more of stocking stuffers or actually depends on like how big of a bag you buy. But shower <laughs> steamers. Have you ever used shower oh. steamers? <laughs> when I when I had a, the, I got a eucalyptus one. Oh my God. It was like heaven. I had a little bit of a sinus thing. It was like, yeah. Yeah. So if you guys don't know, you can just Google it. There's so many brands out there. And I just am looking at the ones on Amazon because I think it was on Oprah's list. Um, And Oprah had a list, a Christmas list on Amazon. The one that I'm looking at is called Body Restore Shower Steamers. And they have different scents. I'm looking at the one that's lavender, but Mm. eucalyptus eucalyptus is also great basically it's kind of like a tablet that you just drop in your shower so when you're taking the shower it kind of dissolves Put it between and, your feet <laughs> yeah and then it just kind of steams up and makes your shower it and it's an enhanced shower experience who does amazing. not want that yeah it's amazing and it's like you used to like all the people who used to do that with the bath and either you're in california where you're not allowed to take baths anymore because of the drought or you don't have the time you put this dog on thing between your feet and it's like oh spa <laughs> God, it's so great. I have not used those quite as often as I should. So if someone wants to buy me a bag of those, <laughs> just kidding. All right. Um, and then last but not least, I saw this today and I was just like, ooh, I want one of these. This is one of those things that I don't think about until I think about it. And it's just like, oh, and I never stopped to buy it for myself is either a pepper spray to carry around when you're doing dog walks or hikes, or there's a product called Cheese Birdie. It's a personal safety alarm for women by women. So it's like a female owned company and it's just a very, very loud alarm. So I think just in this day and age, especially because right now 
I know you guys probably saw on stories, I'm like super into my ring cam right now and my neighborhood app. And so it gets me thinking about all the crime that's kind of happening around our neighborhood. And I'm like, you know, I just, I take, I'm not, I'm not a paranoid person at all, but I also take safety for granted. And I think it's just never a bad thing to think about your personal safety. So I'm going to put on my Christmas wish list, a uh, pepper spray, keychain. Um, or at least just something to latch on when I'm like walking my dogs. Cause that's really when I'm by myself out in the open. They have ones that, that literally it's like a poop bag and a pepper yes, spray on the other side. Which is so, so brilliant. It's brilliant. <laughs> so so that's, that's something that I also really, really want. So I'm sure I'm like, I'm just going to share that with people. Cause it sounds like something that if you don't think about it, I don't think about it. And then, Oh, one more, one more, one more. Okay. I saw this on Oprah's wish list too, which I thought was so good for dog owners or the dog lover in your life. It's called the Bindle Puppy Pack. It is a 24 ounce outdoor dog water bottle with a collapsible cup. Oh. So it's, and it has, it looks amazing. So it looks portable where you can kind of like put it around yourself like a crossbody. So it holds your phone. It has a dish attached to it. It's something that's like portable around like crossbody. So it doesn't like clink against you. That and you can great. put, and then it also has a little pocket where you can put treats. Oh, that sounds fantastic. So it has a bowl, a little thing for treats and water. And wow. that's like perfect because whenever I take the dogs to the big dog park, I'm like, oh, I have to bring the water bottle, but I never can carry it with me because it's never convenient. And so I have to leave it in the car and just hope they don't die of thirst while we're out there. <laughs> I'm kidding, you guys, I would never harm my dogs. But I just, you know, I try to be mindful of like how long we're out, if it's hot out. Anyway, that is something. Very like, clever. I'm, yeah. Because okay. I've got a collapsible bowl and various things. And it's like, I, I feel like a policeman i've got things totally hanging off of my belt yeah and then we're gonna have like then we're gonna add the dog bag and pepper spray and and we are gonna look like a police officer (laughs) okay you go do you have any last ones do you have any last ones left i I just feel like i capitalized on all the gifts was there any ones that you missed okay there's um there's there's one i missed and it's actually called an air tray and this is For people who travel, it's not very expensive. And I, before COVID, I got it. It was given to me and it's um, actually Spa Airtray. So S-P-A-I-R-T-R-A-Y. And how it works is it is a little tray that you actually put into the window of the airplane and it gives you a nonstick surface that's right next to the, the window of the airplane, which allows you to still have your computer on your food tray but you can put pencils or you can put your, your cup of coffee or your cocktail or whatever. And it uses that space. That is brilliant. And then it has like two little holes in it and that's for you to hook your earbuds or whatever into. And so it literally just folds up (gasps) into a flat thing. She's showing me right now. And then how does it connect to the wall? So see how I know this is not good for podcasting but but she'll 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 show us and we'll try to like imagine it okay so okay it has the tray which you can imagine and then it's got a hinge if you think in your mind about an air uh window it is rounded at the bottom right and so you actually flip up the hinge (gasps) okay it goes into the the part of the window yep and then you close down the window over it it, over it. it And, and it like because it has hugs a little, it, it hugs yeah. it in, and then you've got a little tray. Oh my gosh! Literally right to the side yeah. of you. So the window, the closed window, hugs it up against the window. Yep. <laughs> 
And it's like that. Not like that. And it's and a then, tiny little tray. It just looks like the size. What would you say? The size of your forearm, the length of your forearm. Yeah. yeah. I'd say it's about the length of your forearm and it's about uh, the size of all your fingers. And so yeah. you've got a tray that's the width, that big. Yeah. Now, granted, you have to sit by the window, but the the brilliant part about it is that if you just keep it in whatever bag that you travel with, I can't tell you how many mm-hmm. people have asked me about this as well, especially because I did some traveling right in the very, very beginning of COVID and yeah. that, that January, February. And so I was able to pull this out and put it there and I yeah. put my wipes on it. I put my coffee cup on it. I didn't brilliant. Have to touch anything else. So yeah. this is one of those very, very silly things that, that you're I like, think, I, I love get this. that for Scott. Yeah. yeah. And I was sort of thinking that about Scott. Was uh, And what's it travels. called again? An air tray. It's called spare tray, sort of. So it's S-P air. Oh, cute. S-P-A-I-R tray. Spare. Spare in the air. Spare tray. Got it. Okay. So spare tray. And then when you said to make a bag, like the travel bag that you use, it made me think of a great hack that if you don't, if you have someone in your life that travels a lot, maybe they already do this. But if they if you, they don't do this, here's a little stocking stuffer or gift idea, depending on like how fancy you get. Buy them a plug that has USB, oh multiple USBs, because then they can just have a bag with all of their charging stuff in the travel bag okay. so they don't have to collect their charger. That. So another thing that's great, especially for travelers, I just recently got one. There's there is a travel newsletter that I subscribe to called The Discoverer, and they always have amazing travel things. This is by Belkin, and it's actually a protected, um, uh, it's almost like a surge, looks like a surge protector, but what it has is it's got spots for USB ports, and then it's got spots for plugins. And the beautiful part about this is that if you were, let's say, in an airport, you could plug this in and then everybody else could plug off of you. Yeah. You so and desired. then you're like the best friend if you're yeah. just like, hey, I got an extra port here. Yeah. Right. Because if I plug this into one single plug-in, I've got two USBs, supercharged USBs, and three other plugs that come out of that. And so this just lives in my... In your um, bag, which is great. So if you have someone in your life who travels, they just need to have one of those things that live in their travel bag. And you could also get them an extra... I I love... So I travel with an iWatch charger because I have an iWatch. So I always have to have an extra iWatch charger. And like, these are just little things that just like make their life easier. I have a really good solar charger as well, believe it or not, that I found through that Discover um, thing. And it sits in the back of my car. It sits yeah. in the window of my car. And I can't believe how well it charges. You know, And then there's also chargers for your car. You know, there's yeah. the, the actual car start chargers, mm-hmm. which if your car breaks down, you can start, you can't because you have a, you know, Tesla, but, but if your car breaks down, it gives you one jump. And um, that is also an amazing present. We amazing got, present. Those are things that you would never think about. And you're yeah, just and like, we got oh. jumped by one. Actually, it was so funny because we we got jumped by one. My car died out mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere. Herbert's like, mm-hmm. we got to get that right now. Yeah. And it's you just keep it in your car. Keep yeah. going, And it can it can actually charge other things. So mm-hmm. it's a battery, but it has one and has little tiny baby battery clips. You clip it onto your battery and it starts. And gosh your car. darn it. It starts your car. That also yeah. makes me think about an air compressor or like an air oh, pump. We, ha- we a have a wireless pump. air, a yes. wireless, it's like a cordless air pump and yes. I freaking love that thing. So it 
that, you know, if I see that my tire pressure is low, I don't have to drive to a gas station. I'll just be like, oh, I'll just air it up when I get home. These are the small conveniences that we need in our lives that you would never buy for yourself. Okay. So hopefully that was helpful for you guys. We gave you a lot to choose from, or at least some trails to go down. So maybe it's not the exact gift that you would want for someone, but it gives you some ideas. So thank you, Sandy, for joining us. Maybe we should do some type of, I don't know, I always get inspired in the new year to be like, I just want to do one thing a day, blah, blah, blah. I want to, I want to hear from people like what they're deciding to do. If it's like a habit change, that it's not like on January 1st, we're just like, oh, okay, well, what do I like? I'm just going to reverse engineer this. I'm not going to jump to the gym and expect to be this fit person all of a sudden that takes years to be. Well, that's the, that's sort of the question is what is your first step? Are you going to do a triathlon? Well, then try on all your bathing suits to see if they even have elastic. Well, (laughs) that's, that's so true. And I will say that a lot of the times I get wrapped up on like, I don't even know what goals I want to do. Well, maybe I just be like, well, I just want to start thinking about goals. Yeah. Maybe I write down some ideas. Maybe I write down one idea a week. and you know, another, another potential thing for people is, you know, we all think about spring clean. What about, you know, okay, I'm going to actually clean out a drawer every single day for the next month and see how that works. I have that going through my head because I'm going to remodel my kitchen. So I'm mm-hmm. looking at, I'm looking at things like how long have I had this tea in there? I really got right, rid of this. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like going through so maybe expiration. Make room. Yeah. Maybe make room. Make room. You know, make make room, go through your makeup, go through your whatever. And maybe that's your uh, that's your New Year's resolution is I'm actually going to make room. I'm not going to add something. I'm going to make room. Make space. Make space. Marie okay. Kondo. We can do that. <laughs> Marie Kondo. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us in 2021. We can't wait to hear what you're up to in 2022. You can always find us, girlsgonewadpodcast.com. We are on Instagram, Claire underscore. Email us, girlsgonewad at gmail.com. And just give us some feedback or just tell us what you're up to. We always want to hear from you. So thank you again. And we'll talk to you in 2022. Bye. Bye. Like we do it.